And, you know, one of like the biggest factors in adhering to, you know, fitness or a new lifestyle change or a journey is a support system. Mm -hmm. And I had that. So that, that was huge. Hannah, aka Coach Bash, welcome to the Orange Therapy Podcast. How are you doing? I am doing so well. Thank you guys very much for having me. Thanks for coming on. And I think, uh, Trey, you're responsible for this one. Yes, I'm super excited. Um, I would like, uh, everybody calls you Bash. So why don't you explain the origin of that? And then I have some other intro questions for you. Okay. Um, So the origin of Bash, I played roller derby for eight years. Um, I used to be quite a bit heavier, so I have lost about 60 pounds. And when I was heavier, I had a big, big booty and at the time, black hair. Um, So I was actually called Kim Kardashian. So it's kind of like a playoff of Kim Kardashian. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. Is that your and license then, plate? You have like Carbasham on there? <laughs> no, but I should. <laughs> but as that, as I started transforming and I went on my own little journey, um, my name evolved into just Bash. And you said before the interview, you said you're you're about five two, and you, so you were you said sixty pounds overweight. Yes, sir. Gotcha. Um, now, Trey, you set up this interview. So how'd you come across Bash? Yes. So, you know, I had just come off of um, Shanti's workout. And yeah, you love Shanti. Yeah, I love me some well, Shanti. Wait, hold on. We, we, in two interviews, you, you've mentioned Shanti. Yes. I think you need to tell everybody out there what that is because I didn't know. Oh. 1982 knew. I'm assuming a lot of people knew, but I didn't. So Shanti... Um, I did um, Insanity, and I did yes. four rounds of Insanity, mm. and I'm also licensed to do, uh, certified, you're welcome. Um, but I... Wait, so you can teach this shit? I can, and I was in the class that Shanti taught, wow. FYI. But, oh, wow. Yeah, so I love Shanti. But I'll say, um, uh, we, my former job, can't give you the names, but it's a major insurance carrier starts with a T. Um, and... <laughs> We needed some help as far as the area, and um, we had a lot of people that were overweight. And we made it a, a conscious effort to make sure that we would, you know, get people active. And so I met Coach Bash. Coach. She was sitting um, down, and I walked by, and I'm like, what is this orange theory thing? <laughs> and she's like, oh, you're 11. I'm like, no, no, no. I only do insanity. Did you do insanity only at your house or did yes. you do it at a gym? Only so at my house. It's like a, it's a beach body thing. Yeah, it's perfect. I just walked downstairs in my drawers and did what I had to do. <laughs> walk back you upstairs. had on anyway. <laughs> well, you, you do insanity. You don't want that flopping around. <laughs> that hurts. Um, yeah. And yeah, so we can't do that. Wait, whoa, whoa. Wait. Plyometrics, that Bash, hurt. Bash said, yeah. How do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> Bash, what else is in your background? <laughs> Insanity workouts are tough. I used yes. To yeah, but how do you workout. know about They're the flopping? Very hard. Yeah, well, I mean, huh? how do you know about the flopping? She's got boobs. Oh. <laughs> Those boobs flop around? Not more. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I've seen all, all of what you have happening. You have plenty there, honey, so everything looks good. <laughs> so basically, to make a long story short, she, um, she said, just come for a free class. And I was trying to act like I really wasn't interested, but I was. Mm-hmm. And I believe you were my, weren't you my first 
You were my first coach, actually. I was not. And oh, I who was it? did some research after this because okay. I was like, wait a minute, how did I meet you? Yeah. kind of just hit me. I was like, okay, I remember. And then I checked your first visit. It was actually with Coach Sammy. Okay. And then I also ran next to another coach. So I kind of had a double whammy. Um, and from Hi, that Melissa. point, yes, I love her, by the way. Um, mm-hmm, me too. But we, that's how I got hooked up with Orange Street Fitness. So my love for Orange Street Fitness goes all the way to Coach Bash grabbing me because I tried to ignore her and walk away from a table, <laughs> but she wouldn't let me. <laughs> ultimate salesperson. <laughs> uh, so wait, Coach Bash, you told us, um, you said uh, before, the, before we started recording, you said you're from Florida. How'd you end up in Knoxville? Oh, man, I have bounced around so much. So originally from Florida, me and my husband moved to Alabama. Well, wait, uh, what part of Florida? Because that's like a cultural melting pot. <laughs> I know, right? Fort Pierce. So tiny little town. It's it's a little hood. So um, Like a hood near where though? Like Sobe, Tampa, Panhandle? Where is it? Um... Southeast coast. It's about 45 minutes north of Palm Beach. Wow, you were near the epicenter of Orange Theory. You didn't even know it. <laughs> yep, but I moved to Alabama. I lived in Alabama for a couple of years. Uh, from Alabama, I moved to Nashville to pursue more roller derby. Um, and then from Nashville, we thought we missed Florida, so we moved back to Florida. But at that point, we had already convinced my entire family moved to move to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, parts of my family moved to Knoxville. The other part of my family moved to Nashville. Uh, we lived back in Florida for about nine months. And then we remembered why we hated Florida. And <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I'm from there, too. So I'm with yep. you. <laughs> yeah. I will say I was watching, I looked through your Instagram. I saw all your, um, your roller derby stuff. And I was a roller derby girl for Halloween one year. And my name was Punky Bruiser. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you have the pictures? Awesome. I, Did you wear I had, a, I had these, um, these platform shoes that were like big wedges and I, um, uh, and they had skulls on them and I, Ooh. I had, um, I cut out cardboard <laughs> and I pinned them. So it looked like I was on skates. Cause I was like, I can't wear skates all night in this chick. <laughs> so I did makeshift, uh, badass skates. Yeah. You're like your own little can you skate? Can, you skate? can I? Yeah, I can skate. Hmm. Okay. It's been a long time, but I bet I could throw some elbows. Yeah, boom. <laughs> no elbows in roller derby. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bash, so uh, I was looking at your uh, Instagram profile pretty deep. So, and you mentioned the weight loss. Uh, you've got several pictures of before and after. Yes. What was going on that basically wanted you to just go from the weight you were at, I mean, aside, aside from a healthy thing, did you just stop doing roller derby? What, what was going on in your mind there where you said, I got to completely switch my body up? I have like kind of like a long story. I feel like it would take forever for me to tell. I will do my best to kind of like um, summarize, but some of the smallest details that any person would leave out, I think played such big parts in my transformation in my entire life because um my physical transformation is much deeper than, than just physical. So, um, growing up, I haven't always like really been into fitness. Um, my mom was a personal trainer actually. 
Um, and she always felt kind of alone and isolated in the family because no one really understood why she spent so much time doing it. Uh, I myself was like super angry and a very rebellious teenager. I got into a lot of trouble. I didn't have a path or a desire to have a path. I started drinking pretty heavily AM to PM for a few years and it just landed me in more trouble. Like while you were um, in high school? I've been in trouble since I was like 15. So 15 to <laughs> okay. 21. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was in and out a, a whole lot of trouble. Got it. So my family, my mom in particular, is actually a like national championship speed skater. And they had uh, roller derby practice after speed skating practice. So my mom told me that it would be perfect for me because I didn't have a lot of discipline and all I really wanted to do was uh, punch people in the face. So she was like, oh, well, why don't you try roller derby? So <laughs> I did it on one condition that she did the first practice with me. So I did, I did a roller derby class or uh, practice and I, I fell in love with it. And did you with punch it your mom? Was that like an excuse <laughs> to punch her? I think we know now where the name Bat is. <laughs> <laughs> I was a mean kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, did. I, I was hooked to it for like eight years. It was an outlet for me. It was like, it was the only form of fitness that, that I had known. I didn't, I didn't do anything else other than that. Um, but I, I think I, I needed it as far as my, my aggression went. I didn't realize it at the time, but it was an outlet uh, for me. But I was still making, you know, bad decisions and had poor behaviors. Everything was still there. Uh, when I was 21, I got in big, big trouble with the law. Um, I actually went to jail and I got put on house arrest. Um, I was court ordered into anger management and substance abuse classes where, drum roll please, I met my husband. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, Wait, I'm seriously asking. So you, you met your husband in the, the, like the program after, like when you were in rehab type thing? Yeah, we met in, in anger management courses okay. mm -hmm. got it now, um, what, I, what I, i'm sorry what i was trying to get as was he like the teacher or was he one of the students oh, too? no student she's like have you met my husband <laughs> <laughs> love my life but we 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 did we fell in love immediately got married like super super quickly um but we were still both like super wild and kind of finding ourselves but we were doing it together not alone and it was around that time we moved to Alabama mostly because we couldn't afford to live in Florida and his mom lived in Alabama so um, unless we wanted to be homeless that was kind of our only choice um, so we moved up to Alabama and I actually started skating for a team up there uh, we were both unemployed but we we would like only we would only accept a job that would allow us to work together on the same shift. We were that obsessed with each other. Like we were crazy about each other. Now um, you said you were traveling around for roller derby. Do you, do, are there like places where you get paid for it? Nope. Like, is, was that the goal? Okay. Okay. No. All right. For, for the love. Strictly for the love. For the love. Got it. Um, but uh, there was a, a lady on my team suggested that we apply for a job. Um, and her husband was the program director of it. It was a wilderness treatment facility for troubled youth. <laughs> and mm. at that time, we were literally troubled youth. So we kind of like laughed it off like, okay, yeah, we'll do an interview, but there's not a chance in hell that they would 
ever even consider us because we needed therapy probably more so than the kids that were in that program. Uh, but the position was for behavior interventionist, which is even funnier because obviously we needed some intervention ourselves. Um, we applied and we got in and we, we did the interview with her husband. We got an email from the owner of the company and uh, she, she said, Oh, everything was great. We just need, we just need a background check and resumes. So, the only jobs I ever had was bartending and I was a door girl at a gentleman's club. So I was like, yeah, right. This isn't, and I have a rap sheet. So good luck. So we, at that very second, we both decided that we weren't going to pursue it. And then I think I had like a, like a breakdown. This is, I know I'm telling you guys a lot, but it all leads to like, you know, fitness and one big thing. No, I like um, it. Where is yeah. asleep. Go ahead. No, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had a breakdown like that, that same day. I remember going like going into our little bedroom and bawled my eyes out. And I said, I know that we don't have like a big shot at this, John, but like, if we, if we don't do this, we're not, we're not going to do anything. Like we're never going to take any opportunities. We're going to lose at life. It was so weird. It was just like an aha, like a click in my brain. Like I didn't want to be nothing. Finally, we started doing that. And I think like through the kids therapy and trying to help them, we were actually, helping ourselves and I was just realizing things about myself and wanting to be better and do better so I started um doing things to to reflect that I wanted to do better and love myself better so eating healthier and I started working out like body workouts on my own and long story short I ended up you know falling in love with fitness and I realized I think I'm going to follow in my mom's footsteps. I think I'm actually going to be a personal trainer. Uh, so you said you kind of started realizing that you had to love yourself. You, you, you make a, you made a conscious decision to do that, but like, it wasn't like before that time you didn't think you were enjoying yourself. It sounds like, right? Like you, you're kind of in a state where you think you're doing the things that are right for you. So how do you make that distinction? I don't know. I like, it was like, Sometimes some things just like click in your brain, like where you just say, no, I can't, I can't live like this anymore. You know what I mean? I don't want to be unhappy. I don't want to be angry with everybody. So instead of, you know, being consumed by my emotions, you know, I think I, 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 I thought about it. So your thoughts control your emotions. And if you're letting your emotions control your thoughts and you're out of order, then you allow that to become like your personality. I don't know if that, if that, that makes total sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. What, okay. what did um, John say when you told him that? Cause y'all had been doing just about everything together at this point. Um, about like getting the, the job at Elk No, at just the- not really about the job as much as like your whole premonition of like it's time to change. It's time to change. We're not going to get shit done. And yeah. Yeah, how did he respond to that? He's, he agrees. He supports me in absolutely everything I do, which made my journey with fitness very easy of a transition because he was there with me every step of the way. So when I started getting into workouts and fitness, he, he did it with me. And, you know, one of like the biggest factors in adhering to, you know, fitness or a new lifestyle change or a journey is a support system mm-hmm. and i had that so that that was huge so you're at the um, you're at the camp with the kids mm-hmm. 
So from like 7 to 9 p.m., we had the kids. But then, you know, we were there from 9 p.m. to what time did they get up? To like 5 a.m. Um, was where they were sleeping. So, but we had to be awake because we were, we were supervising them. So in the middle of the night, I would do, I would do my own little body weight workouts or I would sit on the computer and I would research stuff about fitness and the body and exercise science and all this stuff and just got really into it. And, um, I decided to pursue a personal training career. So I signed up with, with ACE, get my ACE personal training certification. And then it just snowballed from there. I got my personal trainer certification and we moved back to Florida, like the, the second I got it, basically. And I started personal training in Florida. I already knew a bunch of people. So I had like six clients that when I moved down there. So that, that made it like kind of a good, good little transition and a learning experience for me. And I had heard about Orange Series Fitness. And while we were at like, a, I think it was like a farmer's market or something, I was walking around and ended up talking to one of the vendors about um, Orange Theory and how they had one opening up soon and how she was going to be a coach there and uh, looked a little bit more into it. And I was like, gosh, if I could get the guts to do group personal training, that would be what I would want to do. Like that sounds amazing. Um, you know, cause it's high intensity it's interval training, but absolutely anybody can do it. It's weights, it's cardio, you know, endurance, strength, power, and they're, the templates are different every single day. So it never, it never gets boring. And you could have elite athletes working out next to people who have never worked out before. Amazing. Right. So that's how I kind of heard about Orange Theory. I saw your, your first post, you had posted a picture. It was like 205 weeks ago. Because <laughs> I went way back, girl, way back. <laughs> um, and you posted a picture just really of like the intro packet that you must have either gotten um, while you were yeah. at the market or whatever. And you're like, here we go. Like, let's see where this goes. And so here we are 205 weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So taking that first step though has to be, um, has to be hard, especially transitioning from kind of troubled youth, but you probably can draw some parallels from what you were, um, you know, teaching kids and like just the positive things that you had to go through from a troubled youth perspective to things that, you probably bring with you, um, into the studio. Mm-hmm. 110%, 100%. Um, I feel like every coach has their, their strong point. Um, a lot of them, you know, they're really good educators, good at, and they're smart and good at exercise science and to have a background with like sports and, and fitness. So like in that aspect, so many coaches are just so amazing at what they do. And then my strength comes from a, a behavioral aspect. And I think that's everything because once you transform your mind, then you can transform your body, but it's the first step. So absolutely like being in the, in the behavioral field has a whole lot to do with why I am where I am right now. Yeah. And I see most of your posts and things that you have, and you talk about some of the quotes that you say in studio, um, you know, doubt your doubts was one of them that I kept seeing kind of over and over. And some, um, we stole one of your, um, one of actually like an old from 2015 Facebook post of yours. Um, and it's posted on our Instagram today that, um, that challenge has change in it, which I thought was cool. Um, and that some of the things that you say about like the lion's den entering the lion and kind of like having that mm-hmm. as part of your heart. So what are some of yeah. your other other sayings to get the mind right in the studio? 
Oh my gosh. She's I have had a so lot many. Of them. <laughs> she really, does. She has a lot of them. I really do. I love uh, like oh, and, and I reserve them for certain days, and I can look at people's faces and tell when they're feeling a certain type of way, and they might need a certain quote, you know. So, um, like like power days, you know, where you're you're working in those shorter intervals, but it, there's a very good possibility you could get a personal best that day. So it's very exciting. Um, and I like to use fear is a liar on that day because a lot of times people won't hit that extra point one, point two, not because their bodies are not capable, but because they're scared of it. So I think that, that that's one of my favorite quotes. So if it's, if it's fear that's holding you back, let me tell you something, fear is a liar. And yes, you can. Mm. And then... I don't know. I have so many, you guys. Like, I'm do you do you have like a notebook? You write them down impromptu, <laughs> or do you have like a set time that you like just start writing out these quotes? Some a lot of times it's just feeling. Like, I mean, you know, I, I've I've written them down in the past, but I they're in the moment, like during coaching, like when I like I said, if I see certain expressions or that somebody needs it, or you know, I just you just tell what they're what they're thinking or what they're feeling because you've been there, you know. So, um, another one I like to do is like, uh, just, you know, when you feel like you don't have a few more seconds in you, or if you don't feel like you have a few more reps in you, I want you to go for the one rep or the five more seconds that you didn't think that you had in you, because that's where you get stronger. Mm. Love it. Well, you're, some of those things have to go through your own head, um, because your, your transformation at 60 pounds um, is probably not, I think we've already touched on it, it's 60 pounds of, of weight, but probably so much more in your head. Um, but girl, those abs. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> so um, you talked about, um, there's so much about the importance of diet. You hate the word diet, so I'm not going to say diet, just nutrition. Like, how do you fuel your body to look like that? Um, and how do you kind of coach people um, to get through through their workouts and not think of food as like either a reward or even as, um, you know, anything more than, than fuel? Um, yeah. So I do hate the word diet because I think it it puts like this, this stigma that you're restricting yourself from eating things. And it kind of puts you in the mindset of, uh, I can't. And then it makes you kind of like a, like a victim or, or a prisoner of, of your own decisions. And, uh, like, sounds like marriage. In- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Diet <for> equals marriage. <laughs> Not for her. She's like, where's my man? <laughs> Maybe for you. <laughs> She's like, things are good here. <laughs> Um, but just eating things that are good for your body. So not necessarily like, I know you've read that don't eat less, maybe just eat better. So for a little bit of it, I guess is kind of a math problem. So obviously you don't want to overindulge. You don't want to overeat because yes, you can gain weight, but so much of it is, is what you eat and how certain foods are processed in the body. So I think like when I say eat better, not less, that's kind of more or less like the idea that I put behind that. So like, you know, healthy, complex carbs and plenty of protein and healthy fats, drink lots of water. So not restriction, but what to eat, you know? Hannah, can you, can you give um, a high level real quick for anybody listening on what a complex carb is versus a regular carb? Um, Yeah. So anything that's 
unrefined, so like brown rice or um, sweet potatoes, potatoes. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to get into how you coach because I've been in some of your classes and you know how to light a fire. So <laughs> talk to me about how you, because, you know, sometimes a coach needs to be coached. So what are some things that you do to get you, I guess, prepared for the class and yeah. the ability to bring the intensity that you bring to a class? Um. So what I, I try to tell my coaches is the people that are coming there are, are coming there to get energy, you know, like mm-hmm. they don't come there to give, to give us the energy. So they need us. My coaching style is based on our members needs. So um, they might walk in there and they're, they're coming from a bad day or they don't have a whole lot of energy or they're a little bit tired so it is my goal to be that energy and to be that light and maybe a spark of positivity and for them to do something amazing for an hour for their mind and for their body. So I think that's where my energy comes from wanting to give them that energy. Does that makes sense. Yes. And I, I cannot uh, stalk like Rhea does because <laughs> it's like CIA and NSA. <laughs> Um, I did not go back 200. I went down to your first picture and girl, there was a lot of scrolling. (laughs) Um, What you got a lot of ink on your body. What was your first tattoo and what does it mean? My first tattoo is the, I have an Aries symbol on my wrist. So it's just my horoscope. (laughs) Nothing, nothing super exciting there at all. (laughs) Was it, was it like an impulse or did you plan it out? Oh, all of my tattoos truly were impulse. Yep. It was just something that I liked or thought was cool at the time and got it. Like, How old were you? Um, I think it was 18. Okay. So it was mm-hmm. during your trouble time? Oh my God. You know what? I'm just asking. Yeah. It was part of the process. <laughs> so what's your, what's your favorite one? So uh, if you're liking things along the way, that's yes. kind of cool though, because it, it tells yeah. a progression, like a story of what, what was going yeah. on at the time. So what's your yep. favorite, like your, the favorite one that you've got? Um, the, my favorite one is probably on my lower back. It says, tell me I can't and I will conquer. Oh, oh. okay. Love it. Yeah. And that, actually, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to go to the class, just FYI, because I was like, oh, she's kind of scandalous. I like her. <laughs> I know. When I wrote you an email, I was like, I kind of have a little girl. <laughs> you're, you're kind of a badass. I can't remember, though. I've seen you in different looks. Did you? I think you had long hair then, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, I thought so, because I remember, I think I said, you better whip that hair. I said something (laughs) Mm -hmm. like that. And then I saw your tats, and I was like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So there's, um, you were mentioning things that um, kind of back there, too, that that we have on your prep sheet here, but really is coming back from an injury. So um, right now, actually, Trey and I are both in the over yes. in the injury annex. So, um, what did you? So, I saw a great big thing on your leg. Do you have some knee issues? What What happened? I tore my ACL playing oh. roller derby. We had yeah. a, a really big bout, and it was in Florida. And uh, yeah, I tore my ACL, and I thought that I was going to be going back to playing roller derby, but um, I never did. It definitely hindered my 
roller derby career, but I think that it was kind of a blessing in disguise because I don't think that I would be where I am. And I don't think that I would be with the amazing company that is Orange Theory had I not hurt myself. So maybe it happened for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hannah, can you speak to, um, we actually just talked about this last week, but uh, Ree and Trey are always, and I are always talking about uh, people you surround yourself with. Um, how much has it changed like your uh, family dynamics or, you know, just people you associate yourself with? Not obviously John's still there, um, but everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Um, your tribe affects your, your vibe, man. <laughs> Did you just make that one up? <laughs> <laughs> she consulted her notebook. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm such, I'm so big on energy and you know what you surround yourself with determines how you feel and you know like I I said earlier how you feel can sometimes dictate and determine who you are eventually so you know my mom always told me when I was hanging out with the with the bad kids when I was younger you are who you hang out with and I would say well you know I don't do drugs like them and I don't do this and blah 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 you know but I mean, I, I get it now. You know what I mean? There was nothing to lift me up or to build me up. There was no one there to make me better, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, the, the same could be said for me to them, you know, like it, it's not just about me, but I wasn't, I wasn't, there wasn't anybody that I could make better, you know, cause I didn't have that. So it's just a full circle. You know, looking back on, um, you know, your mother, also, when she was in the fitness field, she may still be. Um, and it, it, was there any moments that you said, you know what, I get it. I get why she did that. Or I understand. Or you find yourself going, oh, my God, I'm my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a bad way. My, yeah. my mom is my best friend in the entire world. I hang out with my mom almost every day. She's my okay. gym partner. Okay. Um, like I, I pick that lady up at six o'clock in the morning when we hit the gym. Like I, <laughs> that's my BFF. That's my workout buddy. <laughs> She's probably so, so proud of you from, for kind of making that switch. Yeah. I hope so. And I'm, I'm proud of her because she's overcome a lot of obstacles in her life. And she's just so, she's so amazing. So like I said, your tribe affects your vibes. <laughs> Boom. Seriously, did you just make that up? <laughs> no, I'm sure I read it somewhere on Twitter. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, Coach Bash, what would uh, some students or members be surprised to learn about you? Some might be surprised. Some know this. Um, I hate public speaking. It terrifies me. Like, does this and terrify you? Yes. <laughs> well you sound fantastic you sound amazing yeah. <laughs> thank you um, but it. yeah it's it's what I do every day but I also even though it terrifies me I have the mindset that the things that are the scariest to think about are usually the things that are most worth doing mm-hmm. so so you still, still get nervous going into class every every time not every time sometimes so if it's like a complex workout or um, if I'm scared that I won't be able to deliver the most amazing experience for people, or maybe I'm not feeling good that day. So like, I have to kind of, uh, fake the energy until I make the energy. Yeah. Uh, I get, I get nervous on days and times like that. Mm-hmm. 
Got it. Yep. What is uh what's your preferred coaching time? Coaching time, I like coaching either early, early in the morning, which I only do one day a week, or evenings. I do 4.30, 5.45, and 7 p.m. Um, and what's something that you do fitness-related outside of OTF? Um, I like to lift. I currently, I very recently actually got into uh, powerlifting style training super recently. Um, so I'm working with a personal trainer. Actually, as soon as I hop off here, I'm going to go meet her. Yeah. You should have a lot of pent up energy to <laughs> yeah. knock out your... Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, so Hannah, we're going to get into all out Q&A in a second. Trey, Rhea, do you have any other questions before we do? I have to know your dog's name. Oh, I have three dogs, but I have <laughs> one main man. Uh-huh. Um, so I have a Stewie. Stewie's daughter, Minnie, and then um, my sister's dog lives with us, so he's basically ours, Frank. Um, but Stewie, Stewie is my child. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your black and white chihuahua? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm petting him and, right now. <laughs> how old is he? Stewie is 13. Aw, sweet boy. Yeah. Is he named after the Family Guy character or no? Yep. <laughs> so you can say it to her she'll get it yeah so what mexico <laughs> <laughs> whenever ria says something that is clearly girl humor that i just think is the cheesiest shit ever, i just yell out mexico because <laughs> it's from family guy and she doesn't get it until now. So, you'll get it so <laughs> yeah um, all right, uh, Coach Bash, this last part we call all out Q&A, meant to be quick oh answers. Um, take your time giving them, but you know, they're just same as fast okay. as you can think of them. Um, yeah. what, what scares you about getting older? Uh, losing loved ones. Who's a mentor you have that probably does not know it? Right now, probably my personal trainer, Kelsey. Mm-hmm. A little shout out. Shout out, <laughs> What's your favorite thing to eat or drink that you probably should not? Oh, cookies, 100%. What kind you of cookies? favorite cookie? <laughs> Chocolate interested. cookies. Specifically, a skillet cookie from Chili's is life. Wow. Yes. You didn't know that that existed. Yes. Yeah. Trey's thinking about cashing in his stars. Yeah, right? I'm out. Bye. Chili's is where <laughs> business happens and you can get some baby back ribs. Yeah. <laughs> all these things can come into one. Good, good office reference. <laughs> yeah, good drop. Um, Coach Bash, if you could write one thing on a billboard in Times Square, what would it be? Mm. You should have like tons <laughs> to reference. I know. I think that, I think it would be it would it actually wouldn't be a motivational quote, but more so a question. Um, what's one thing that you'll do today to make your day great or someone else's day great? Mm. I have to have a big ad budget. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, you know what I'm going to steal though? What? Fear is a liar. Yeah, I know. I like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, run, row, or lift, which do you loathe? Loathe? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't loathe any of them. I yes. don't. I would prefer <laughs> okay. rowing and lifting yes. over running, but only because I have a bad knee. So I'm not yes. very great at running. What's your favorite word? <laughs> My favorite word, opportunity. What is your least favorite word? Can't. 
what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Human connection. What turns you off? Um, negativity. This sucks. <laughs> what, what, what sound or noise do you love? What sound and noise do or I love? Or noise do you love, yeah. Oh, oh. pitter-patter of dog feet on wood floors. <laughs> you should listen to our podcast. There's a, there's, a, there's a reason that you and I are the same astrological sign, because I hate it. We clearly cancel each other out. What sound or noise do you hate? Sirens. Oh, man, I really wanted to ask a question there, but I can't. What I profession? Like like What's up? I just feel like it indicates like some kind of a doom. Doom. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, if I could, psychology. Oh. What profession would you not like to do? <laughs> Funeral services? I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. Although they make good money, though. They do make good they money. They do make good money. <laughs> but I couldn't do it. I'd be like, you want it. me to do what to that day about it? I'm out. <laughs> uh, Coach Bash, you are uh, in the professional ranks of roller derby, and your intro song is coming up because they're going to introduce you. What is that song? Oh, I have two songs. There's a song of called Fire. Of course you do. Fire. <laughs> oh, God. This is Rhea. <laughs> You keep going with both of your songs, girl. <laughs> and then there's a song called Going Harder. So who, I'm who on does, Fire is the first one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rally, Richie, and Chris Loco. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God, Allah, or Tom Cruise say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Tom Cruise. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to cover all my bases. <laughs> I got like 99% of the religions covered with those three. <laughs> I really have no idea. Um, I might have to think about that one. That's what you want him to say? <laughs> <laughs> let the good times roll. I don't really know. <laughs> All right, let me let in, him, bitch. Let him roll like a der uh, roller derby girl. <laughs> Coach Bash, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Instagram, I think. Everybody always contacts me on Instagram. Yes. You have a lot going on for you on there. Um, if you want to reach out to Coach Bash, her handle is Hannah with two N's underscore Coach underscore Bash, B-A-S-H. Coach Hannah Bash or Coach Bash, a.k.a. <laughs> Hannah or Hannah, a.k.a. Bash. Thanks for joining us on the Orange Therapy Podcast. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm on fire, fire, fire I'm on fire, fire, fire I'm on fire, fire, fire on fire
fire. <laughs>